wonderful friend, welcome to Fate FM Drive Time Big Q&A. This program is uh, for you to respond, you know, to what we are presenting, but we are also um, responding to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary relig- religion and the Bible. And where we look at the world, religious trends in the light of a Bible prophecy. And indeed, uh, we can see things going on uh, today, particularly here from Adelaide, South Australia, as we are broadcasting now. We're just about to enter into a hard lockdown. But um, we are glad to be with you today and uh, broadcasting from uh, here. We'll see what happens uh, for the next uh, few days. But please stay with us because we are going to broadcast even if we do that from home. We may have a home studio and we'll be with you back again um, tomorrow and the days after. I would like to welcome uh, our co-host today, and uh, this is uh, Pastor Mark Wilson again with us. Thank you, Mark, for joining us. Yes, good to be here again. Hey, Mark, uh, uh, indeed, we are witnessing some <laughs> some <laughs> difficulties again here in South Australia. We thought that we are a bit more immune, you know, uh, to this, uh, looking at to our uh, fellows in uh, Victoria or in New South Wales or uh, other yes. places. But look, it's coming to us. We thought we were the promised land here in South <laughs> Australia, but no, we're going into lockdown. <laughs> in one hour's time. <laughs> you know, how do you receive this? I mean, like when you heard about, because obviously it was just today pretty much announced in the morning. Look, we're all over it. Uh, um, I think all the, the everyday worker out there has had enough of all this, all this uh, lockdown and disruption, especially when they're, you know, if they don't work, there's no income. Mm. And um, so it's a very difficult time. We can only hope and pray that um, this will only be seven days and the restrictions will ease yeah. next week. Now, we, we may even um, say it a little bit in a, uh, in a kind of a casual way, uh, but actually our hearts goes with everyone yes. who's... Uh, right around uh, the country. Yeah, feeling, uh, you know, going through difficult times uh, mm-hmm. right now. And look, as I was uh, driving around, uh, Mark, I could see huge, huge uh, lines of cars just uh, waiting to be tested, you know. Yes. I believe there are lots of um, SMSs going out, you know, from the government to yes. let people know if they are in the regions, in the areas where they could be exposed. Look, I believe this is uh, very, very stressful and uh, can cause a lots of pain, you know, and not necessarily thinking of the um, pandemic and the virus itself, but uh, post-traumatic disorder, you know, all those things yes. which can come like uh, in a package. You know, at a time like this, we, we've got to remember the promise of God that our bread and water will be sure. Mm-hmm. No matter what problems come, um, God will provide and we can trust him uh, through these difficult times. Yeah, yeah. Pastor Mark Wilson is uh, serving at uh, Prospect International Church, which will be closed this coming uh, Saturday, yes? Yes. But uh, have you plans to, um, you know, to do yes, some we're, we're online? Have, we're promoting a Zoom uh, church program, you know, more or less, yeah. And also uh, you are leading with the um, evangelism department here in uh, South Australia. I'm pretty sure you are busy to... Well, we've been planning that uh, mm. for September, but unfortunately that looks like it may not take place either. Mm. Well, look, we just uh, keep hoping, you know, because uh, that's that's the only thing we can do, you know, that's trust in the Lord, trust yes. in God. Uh, Mark, uh, let's... Um, 
just uh, try to get straight into the program. Yeah. Before I'm, uh, I'm going to announce even the topic for today, I would like uh, our li- listeners again to take notice that uh, they can send us a message, a text uh, message and be part of this program with us. And they, you may have a question, you may have a, uh, something to say um, to us during the program, please feel free to do that. And you can send a message to 0488880811. And um, yeah, come come on board with, uh, with your questions or uh, if you have something to say and be part of this program. We are going to talk about uh, how do I grow spiritually, Mark. Mm -hmm. And I think this is very important uh, to understand and to um, learn how you can grow because particularly in the context we are living in, it's very easy to be depressed, discouraged. Uh, I mean, we are hoping that right now, actually, people will turn more to look at their um, spiritual spiritual life. life. And... um, the other day, we were just uh, talking about how do I deal with my past, you know, and there is a lot going on which people living the past, very hard to, to live yes. the present and even have some, uh, you know, dreams for the future. Um, we are going to address uh, as much as we can uh, today, yeah. how can we grow uh, spiritually and look in the Bible to see what the Bible has to say about this, because we are not on our own and just to say, hey, there are some recipes there, you know, like here and there. Uh, the Bible actually will teach us how to grow spiritually. Yeah, surely does. All right, let's uh, let's begin. What well, what would you like to to share with us first? Well, first of all, I mean, you're correct. Uh, we, the Bible, God wants us to grow spiritually. I mean, it says so in Second Peter, disciple of Jesus, Peter. He wrote the second letter there in chapter 3 verse 18 where it simply says grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ so God wants us to grow and I'm surely glad that he does because if I haven't grown since the day I first made my decision I'd be in a pretty bad way Mm. (laughs) we need to grow um and um, you know, growing is 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 really the same. Um, the principles in the Bible for spiritual growth are the same for physical growth. Yes. You know, how do we grow physically? I mean, we're born and we grow, don't we? We do grow. And there are two things that, if we don't include, we are certainly not going to grow. In fact, we'll die. Mm-hmm. Really. And uh, probably, the, and this is very topical today in this world that's becoming more fascinated with our health. How do we grow physically? Well, I'll give you two, two answers to that. Number one, you've got to have a good diet. Right. And number two, you need to do some exercise. Aren't they the two things that are being oh, shared about health? You know, diet and exercise, diet and exercise. Yes. They've got to go together. And I think they are very popular, actually, more than uh, ever, I believe. People are talking a lot about uh, diet and yes. uh, exercise, but it's very important about the diets because, you know, there are all, all sorts of things coming up there oh, look, in terms of uh, diets. Much, much more is known. A lot of, lot of growth in um, plant-based lifestyle, mm. um, exercise today. It's important for physical growth. And it's equally as important for spiritual growth. And the Bible says just that. In fact, in the first letter that Peter wrote in chapter 2, verse 2, the Bible says, As newborn babes desire the pure milk of the word that you may grow thereby. So that's talking about growing Mm. through the metaphor of, you know, the nourishment that a baby would have, you know, the food, which is the word of God. Yes. The milk of the word. Um, so we need to be growing in our knowledge and understanding of, of the Bible. And the second important thing is um, 
good exercise, proper exercise. And I like the text that Paul wrote to young Timothy, 1 Timothy chapter 4, 7 and 8. It says this. He says to young Timothy, reject uh, profane and old wives' fables. Don't get into a mm. lot of nonsense, you know. But exercise yourself, it says. Exercise yourself towards godliness. For bodily exercise profits a little. I mean, doing bodily exercise is helpful. Mm. And we need that. But godliness is profitable for all things, having the promise of life that now is and an everlasting life, life to come. So Paul is uh, saying, yes, uh, physical exercises is important, but spiritual exercise is not only for this life but for eternal life. And, um, and it says we should exercise ourselves towards godliness. Now, I've got a few different Bible translations here. I want you to notice what it says because some of it is almost quite humorous, and I think God must have a little bit of humor as well. Mm-hmm. But this is from Eugene Peterson. He wrote a, um, a paraphrase called The Message which I like to read occasionally. And this is the same text, 1 Timothy 4, 7 and 8. This says this, Exercise daily in God. No spiritual flabbiness, please. <laughs> <laughs> now, some of us are looking at our midsection. We see some some physical flabbiness there, right? Um, uh, you know, no. Well, the Bible is saying no spiritual fab- flabbiness, please. Workouts in the gymnasium are useful, but a disciplined life in God, far more so, making you fit, both today and forever, lifestyle. Now that's you know that's that's you know I, I like the the way he's put it there. A disciplined life mm, in God. Mm. You're not going to get physically fit or grow physically unless you have some discipline to eat the right things and do a bit of exercise, which and we to, all need to do, and to have continuity there. Yeah, and we mm. we all need to do it. Notice what the Good News Bible uh, says: Keep yourself in training for a godly life. Physical exercise has some value, but spiritual exercise is valuable in every way. So again, um, you know, keep ourselves in training. And then um, I like this one. The New Testament in modern speech says of the same text, train yourself for godliness. Now, obviously, we're talking about, the Bible is talking about the importance of some spiritual discipline. Mm -hmm. Um, And without it, there's no growth. Um, You know, we've just sent our athletes... You know, over to Tokyo, over to Japan for the Olympics. Yes. We hope it's going to go ahead. I don't know what's – but, you know, none of them have gone over there by, you know, sitting around watching TV and eating junk food, mm-hmm. right? They've had to work hard, often, you know, for a year or two years beforehand to get their body in their peak physical um, position. Um, they've had to train and um, exercise and they have to eat the right things. There's a strict thing that they have to go through. And um, and this you know the Bible draws language of this uh, from 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 the physical exercise and so on for for us ourselves in the spiritual discipline we need to be just as disciplined. Yes, um, and and that uh, in the example you you brought up here with the athletes, you know, they do that so vigorously, and you know they have a a very strict uh, very prog- strict program. Uh, for what? Uh, to just to get a medal, to get a crown there, yeah. which today's there um, then. Later on, could be others, you know. How much more for us, for Christians, you know, which we are hoping for the um, everlasting life, yeah. for that crown which Jesus will put on our uh, heads, yeah. which will never die, you know. Yeah, we. Well, the Bible says we are to run the race that is set before us, you mm-hmm. know, we, to press forward, and it uses this analogy from the ancient Olympics, I guess, uh, Greek Olympics and so on. But certainly... 
um, the Bible uh, speaks very plainly to us that in order to grow spiritually, we need to have some spiritual discipline in the area of good diet, that is, the Word of God, the pure milk of the words that we may grow, and also some spiritual disciplines that will help us um, in, our, in our spiritual growth. Um, I'm very interested in what Paul wrote to the Roman Christians over in chapter 13. This is in verse 11 to 14. And he said this, that um, we should do this knowing the time, mm-hmm. that now it's high time to awake out of sleep. Now, with world conditions, you know, I, I think this is very relevant for us. It's high time that we awake out of sleep, for now our salvation is nearer than when we first believed. The night is far spent, the day is at hand. Therefore, let us cast off the works of darkness let us put on the armour of light. Let us walk properly as in the day, not not in revelry and drunkenness and you know, worldliness and lust or in strife or envy, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to fulfil its lusts. Mm-hmm. Now, any athlete has to do similar things, you know, the sim- with similar language. And God is saying, look, you know, we ought to know the times in which we live. We've talked about this regionally not long ago on this program, the signs of the times and the return of Christ is near. Um, and the Bible is saying it's time to wake up. Yes. You know, it's time to wake up and and grow up into the men and women we can become um, through the grace of God in Christ Jesus. You know, and if we use the language of Paul and Timothy, it's time that we join a spiritual gymnasium. Mm-hmm. You know, and begin training our lives in godliness. You know, Nick, my son is a personal trainer. <laughs> and if you um, had a look at him, um, you know, and he was a weenie kind of a kid, you know, but he's grown up and he's he, he has gone to the gym, he exercises, he watches his diet. And I look at him now and think, I don't know where he came from. You know, he's muscular, he's a personal trainer. And occasionally, you know, during last year and some of the lockdowns, he got me into some... Um, physical workouts via Zoom to work on the middle part. The work on the middle part. <laughs> yeah, the spare tire there that you know got to be uh, gotten rid of. And he had me just about vomiting on my mm. lounge room floor. I mean, he'd put me through these paces, and I, I tell you what, every time he rings up, I hardly want to talk to him because he's going to say, "Dad, let's do a workout." You know. <laughs> but this is what the Bible is saying: we we need a a spiritual. Um, workout. Now, ha- how are we going to train? What are some principles and how are we going to train for godliness as the Bible admonishes us to do? All right. Give us uh, some um, examples there. Well, some examples. Let me just show you straight out of the Bible. Um, it's a two-part process. And um, again, to quote the words of Paul to the Philippians, uh, chapter 2, verse 12, 13, this is what it says. Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now, much more in my absence, now this is, here are the words, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Now, the Bible is telling us it seems strange language, doesn't it? The Bible says, work out your own salvation. Well, hang on, I thought we had to accept that by faith. Yes. But it says exactly that. Work out your own. Now, it doesn't mean save yourself, you know, sort of thing. But work out your own salvation. Then it says, for or because it is God who works in you, Mm -hmm. both to will and to do or put into action of his good pleasure. Now, in other words, what the Bible is saying is we are to work out what God works in. Which means, in other words, uh, uh, Mark, 
God provides, but you can be part of this. You cannot just uh, um, stay, relax, sit down exactly. there and thinking that God will do everything for you. I mean, God growth. provides, but you have the part of stepping up. Yes. And do your part. Spiritual growth is a partnership with God. Mm-hmm. He's the coach. We're the athletes he's training, oh, that's right? Very good. And he is to <clears throat> he he will work into us. He'll bring conviction of heart. Uh, he gives us the gift of salvation, but he'll bring conviction of where we need to change. And all of God's biddings are enablings. Now he wants us to change and grow, sometimes to abandon some habits and some uh, aspects of our lifestyle that are not helpful yes. for spiritual growth and to start working in better principles of living mm-hmm. and so on in our life. So so the Bible is talking about working out what God works in. It's a partnership. A cooperative salvation is uh, a cooperation with mm-hmm. God. And, uh, you know, we, when it comes to a physical workout, what are we developing? Well, we're developing our muscles. You know, uh, we're getting rid of the, the flab, the yep. spiritual flabbiness, you know, yes. and developing some faith muscles, just like we do physically. So God says we should get into a workout and develop our spiritual muscle. He wants us to cultivate our spiritual life, to engage in some spiritual discipline. In fact, um, a writer that I really like to read, um, Ellen White, um, wrote in um, uh, a devotional book, actually, that's been published called Our High Calling, page 72. She said, growing in grace is an earnest working out of what God works in. Mm. And that's exactly what Paul is saying, you know. Um, we are to work out our own salvation, for it's God that works in you, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Now, so what does God want us to do in this spiritual workout? Well, number one, do you think he wants us to read the Bible? Absolutely, I believe so. Well, Jesus was our example, and uh, the greatest example we have of Jesus um, with his Bible knowledge is right there in the wilderness of temptation, where the devil came to him and tempted him, And three temptations are recorded there, and three times Jesus said the same three words in answer to the devil's temptation. It is written. It is written. Now, how did Jesus know, and he quoted Old Testament passages, how did Jesus know to respond that way by saying, it is written, and quoting a passage of the Bible? How did he know to to say that when the temptation came? He exercised. He did some (laughs) spiritual exercise. (laughs) He did. He was studying the Bible. You know, as he was growing up, he now, he didn't have one at home. He didn't have a smartphone where he could just flick the text up on the screen. Mm-hmm. He actually had to go down to the synagogue in Nazareth and and read the scrolls, which he often did. Right. And um, that way, and he would have to, he, he couldn't even, uh, he, he didn't have one under his arm, you know, mm-hmm. didn't have one at home back then, but he had to go often. It must be difficult, more difficult for him to learn the scriptures than it is for us. Um, but he went down frequently and he studied the scriptures at the synagogue and he committed passages to memory. Yes. Otherwise, how could he say on yes. that occasion, it is written? He had to learn it like we must learn it as a human being. So he is our example in order to fight the devil, to grow in strength spiritually, to overcome temptation, we must do as Jesus did. And he set the example for us. We are to walk in his footsteps, as the Bible says. And one of the things we need to do is to learn the Bible, read the Bible, and even memorize certain promises that will help us in our um, spiritual growth as we face temptation mm. and so on. And by the way, um, uh, Mark here, because I believe you're, you're right, you know, that must be very strong discipline 
for Jesus, you know, to go to the temple, to read the portions of the Bible. In these days, when uh, everything is at our fingertip, you know, sometimes it's difficult, Mark, to open, to really open the book of the Bible, you know, and to look into it. It's more easier to just quickly listen or do some other things, you know. What would you like to say in this regard? Because with the technology, great. But we can be sometimes very passive listeners or watch, Look, uh, watching. It's just like our athletes, you know. They're not going to go to the Olympics by just listening a whole lot of videos on how to be a good hurdler or a 100-meter runner or whatever it is. They've actually got to get out there on the track. Mm-hmm. They've got to go down to the gym. They've got to exercise. They've got to put it into practice, not just learn about it. I mean, hear about it. Mm-hmm. And it's the same with us, you know. It, Part of all this um, in our spiritual growth is probably the most important weapon we have is our will. Everything depends on the right action of our will. Now, the devil doesn't control our will. We can choose to serve God. We can choose to to make choices. We are free moral agents. And we need to, um, when we meet Christ, exercise our will to choose and say, okay, Lord, um, you want me to grow. Um, You've told me I need to grow by the milk of the word, mm-hmm. so okay, I need to open it. So it's a choice we make in the morning, maybe to get up a little earlier and spend a half an hour with God in the Bible. Yeah. Now, yes. that's a choice. No one's going to force you. I mean, you know, you can't say the devil stopped me from reading the Bible. No, that's our choice. So we need to, um, you know, make. look, let me tell you something. Uh, let me tell you a story I, I heard um, some years ago. It was a... Um, a converted cannibal mm-hmm. from the South Pacific Islands. He was sitting by a large pot and he was reading his Bible. And an atheist uh, passed by and said, what, what, what are you doing there? And the fellow said, oh, well, I'm reading my Bible. And he said, ha. he scoffed at him. He said, what are you wasting time reading that silly book for? Uh, don't you know that modern civilized man has rejected that stuff? It's full of lies. It's useless. Won't do you any good at all. And, you know, the cannibal, the former cannibal, had a good look at him and said, Sir, if it were not for this book, you'd be in that pot. (laughs) (laughs) Now, the point is, getting into the Word of God will transform your life, guaranteed. It's changed my life. I I can't explain it. I just know it. Mm -hmm. That's what's happened. Um, By reading the Bible and um, coming to understand more of the will of God. Now, of course... That's a very important thing that we need to do in a spiritual discipline. We must choose to open the Bible and read it. Now, too many people, and I would say the vast majority of Christians, go to church for an hour once a week, and they come home and they don't open the Bible. So true. During so the true. week. Yep. And I dare say a lot of them don't even bring their Bible when they go to church. Mm. Now, you are not going to be a Christian at all. All grow spiritually in that kind of a regime. It's just not going to happen. Mm. You're going to go backwards. You're going to be a prey of the enemy. You're going to fall under the power of temptation. You're not going to understand God's will. You will certainly won't be growing. Mm. And um, so it's very important. Um, look, here's a text um, from the book of Psalms. Um, the great Psalm 119, verse 9, says this, How can a young man cleanse his way? Good question. How can we clean up our life? Yes. And we need to grow spiritually if we're going to clean up our life. And the answer is by taking heed according to your word. Now, if we don't know what the word says, how can we take heed to it? Mm. So getting in, I mean, Jesus is um, the living word of God, the word made flesh. And the way we are to receive Jesus in the life is by through this Bible because it reveals him. 
And as we take this word into our life, it will do something for us. You know, the, the Bible says it's the, it, it's, it, it liveth and endures forever. Is the textbook for every yes, Christian. It, it's a living book. Yeah. There's, there's life in the book. Mm. Um, and uh, so, again, it's, it's a very important principle. And again, it says in verse 11 of Psalm 119, Your word I've hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. Now, that's exactly what Jesus did in the wilderness of temptation. Mm-hmm. He had hidden the word in his heart. He had memorized certain passages. So when the devil came to tempt him, he was able to quote it straight back and remain in the will of God rather than succumbing to uh, temptation. So the discipline of Bible study or devotional reading of the Bible to, to know more of Jesus, to know some of the wonderful promises, I call them vortex in the Bible, um, that, are, that we need and for different people, they'll have different vortex that will meet their particular need. But we need to find them yes, and go searching through, digging deep into the Word of God, finding these wonderful promises. In fact, the Bible says um, in 2 Corinthians 7, 1, that having these promises, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, mm. affecting holiness and the fear of God. So these are wonderful weapons tools that God has given us to grow spiritually to deal with the battle against uh, sin and the devil. And then Peter says in his second letter, chapter 1, verse 4, Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and our Jesus our Lord, as his divine power has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness, through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue. Then it says, by which we have has been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature having escaped the corruption that is in the world through love. Look, the Bible is simply saying this is a living book. It's a powerful book. And as we bring the Bible to our life and even commit some portions and people say, oh, Mark, I can't memorize the Bible. Well, I ask them, what's John 3.16 say? Even atheists can quote that. yes. So if people can learn John 3.16, why can't I learn another one? And then another one, and another one. So it's an important aspect of spiritual growth. <clears throat> and by, Bible- the, by the way, just on that one, Mark, sorry to interrupt you there. <laughs> yeah. um, I struggle myself with uh, memorizing, you know, passages of the Bible. Even though when I was a bit younger, I, I know that, you know, I remember I, I used to memorize the whole uh, chapters in, you know, like in book of uh, Matthew, chapter 5, chapter 6, chapter 7, you know, I could... Yes. Uh, you recite those on, and these days probably yeah you may forget. But if you don't practice again, now I used to do some other sports, you know, playing mm-hmm. tennis or soccer or other things. I'm puffing very badly now when I'm going yep. to hit the ball, you know, or do other things because I didn't practice. That's right. And if you don't yep. practice, then uh, uh, obviously you're not uh, able to do things as you used to do before. That's what That's you right. need to do now to get back in track. Now, mm-hmm. just while I'm um, taking a bit of a short break here, I would like to mention again uh, to to our listener, you know, um, if you have some issues in your uh, spiritual growth, if you, or you may want to share with us some, uh, some experience from your spiritual growth, please don't hesitate to come with us, uh, you know, on this program and you can send us a text. I will mention the number where you can uh, send a, a text message. It's 488 and um, I would like to hear from you, um, where are you spiritually? 
Um, how are you uh, coping with uh, all things going on? Are, are you putting on uh, on weight just and moving slowly <laughs> through the spiritual life, or you are very athletic, uh, ready to um, to attend the Olympics? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know there are some signs that we could um, survey ourselves uh, whether we're becoming, as Eugene Peterson would say, spiritually f- flabby you know, mm. uh, Christians and. Um, you know, it happens, you know, if private, our private prayer life declines or has been totally abandoned, we have no private devotional life with the Lord, whether the daily study of God's word is no longer attractive, you know, we just don't read the Bible from one week to the next, um, our personal standards of behavior might begin to erode mm-hmm. and we see the old person come back into, the, you know, into play. Um, there might be a decreased um, interest in attending church or being involved in church life. Um, we might start listening, going back to listening to you know uh, worldly music or or you know our worldly ways are mm-hmm. just sort of coming back you know, or we're watching movies and things on Netflix and whatever things that really are not enhancing spiritual growth, um, are glorifying sin. Maybe we're more attracted to the social media and uh, Twitter and you know Facebook and all these things than we are in talking to God in prayer or reading His Word. Um, and maybe our life becomes, um, you know, we have little resistance to temptation. We seem to be flattened every time temptation comes along. Now, if these things are there, then we know for sure that um, we need a spiritual workout, you right? Know, a revival. But, uh, uh, yet, a uh, good word, good word. You know, you need to uh, reevaluate uh, and. How is called that? Uh, you know, revive and uh, um, revive and reform. Reform. And, and the principles are the same. They're very simple. They're not hard. It's getting back on a good spiritual diet and a good spiritual exercise program. Mm, mm. You know, it's very simple. Making a choice to begin the day in prayer. Um, in fact, that's the second discipline, really, the discipline of prayer, um, to begin the day in prayer with God, personal, private prayer. You know, Jesus spoke about that in, um, uh, in Matthew chapter 6, that when you pray... Don't, um, you know, go there on the, the public streets and all this sort of thing. But he said, go into your closet mm-hmm. and pray to your God who is in secret. And the God who hears you in secret will answer you and so on. And then he gave an example of prayer in the Lord's Prayer. Yep. So Jesus talked about going aside, having a personal, private, uh, quiet place to pray. Now, for some people... That might be early in a little bit early in the morning. Mm-hmm. You know, get up and just have you know it's quiet in the morning. Just get out there and have go into your office or into a room and it just some quiet place and spend some time with God in prayer. For other people, my wife she likes to walk and pray. You know, mm. um, but we need each of us needs to have communion with God. You know, there's no spiritual growth without a communion with God. Doesn't Jesus say, "Abide in me, and I in you." Um, just like uh, the branches of abide in the vine, you know, yep. without, without me you can do nothing, he said. So we, we need to abide in the vine. He is the vine, we are the branches. Absolutely. And on prayer aspect, uh, Mark, again, uh, you mentioned that uh, you don't need to, um, you know, to go up there in the public and shout out the, that everyone can hear or you, you need to establish that connection with God personally. Correct. You know, because mm. it can happen. And unfortunately, in some Christian, uh, let's say, environments, you know, it can be just that uh, out, 
aspect, you know, uh, to see what's going on, you know, and uh, then you go home and you're empty again, you know. You need to uh, to have that every day in your life to grow spiritually. And um, I can say that Jesus himself, uh, look at those people who are standing out there and showing, you know, uh, their spirituality, but they, uh, Jesus said, hypocrites, you know, because you can, you can pretend to have uh, some sort of uh, relationship with God uh, and still be far away from it. But we are talking now to the individual, to everyone, to our listener who may struggle uh, in these days, you know, say, hey, look, I don't know why, but my spiritual life is not where supposed to be. And we are trying to talk about some steps here to give us some yes. some um, Nick, Nick, as a examples. Pastor, um, over, you know, with my congregations and so on, if I, if I can see that a person, um, you know, is just angry, is angry with people all the time and hurting other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can see that they've sort of lost some spiritual life because of the. Be- it just comes out in the behaviour. Yeah, we know what it's like. You know, it comes out in our behaviour too. The first thing is not to try to address, you know, the the, the symptom or whatever, but it's the spiritual life. Mm-hmm. That's that's the important thing. And I would ask that person, how's your how's your spiritual life with God? How's your prayer life going? Tell me what you're doing each day to connect connect with God in prayer. Mm. And very often, this that just hasn't happened. It's just not there. Um, what, what about um, um, the Bible? Do you find the Bible something that you like to read and each and every day? And often that's not there. Mm. So if that's the way we're living, if we're a Christian, you know, we want to identify with Christ, but we find that you know our prayer life has gone out the window and uh, the Bible doesn't have a lot of attraction and all these other things are now coming in to replace it, then... Then we know where we're at. We, no one needs to tell us. We've got a conscience. The Holy mm-hmm. Spirit is convicting us. The way back from that is to go back and do these first works. And, and go back, and and whether you think God is hearing you in prayer or not, pray anyway. You know, I'd like to say, fake it till you make it. Mm-hmm. Pray. God. Now, God loves us praying. And we might think we're a hypocrite because we're a rotten sinner. We you know sin every day, whatever. But we need to start that prayer life again. And just commute. Tell God, be honest with Him. God, I'm a humbug. You know, I've done this. I just think it's a waste of time talking to you because nothing seems to be working. Be honest with God. But we must wrestle this thing out with God um, in prayer and claim His promises. Now, there are war texts in the Bible that are so powerful. You know, the Bible says um, um, in Psalm 138, I think it is last verse. It, it says, the, "The Lord will perfect that which concerns me." Mm-hmm. And that's a vortex I like to claim because often I feel my life is far less than perfect. But he will perfect that which concerns me. In other words, and then Philippians 1, six, you know, being confident of this very thing, that he that has begun a good work in you will perform it or bring it to completion until yes. the day of Jesus Christ. That is a great vortex for me because I can be confident. I can claim that promise, be confident of this very thing that he that has begun something in my life, and he did when I was 24, and I made my decision, I was baptized a year later, um, he will bring it on. He, he will carry it on through my life uh, until the day of Jesus Christ. So I can be confident that God, no matter how many times I've gone back and I've disappointed him or sinned uh, or fallen, he has not finished his work on me yet. Mm. And as long as I steep, keep reaching out and saying, Lord... I feel like I'm a humbug, but I'm reaching out and I'm giving you permission, Lord, whatever it takes, do whatever it takes in my life to to help me be pleasing to you, you know, and to change my life. Please come into my life and kick all this rotten, 
garbage out of my life out, and and he promises he'll do that. Now I've got to maintain that. It needs to be continual. It, that's being spiritually disciplined. Maintain the connection through hell and high water. Hold fast, the mm-hmm. Bible says. Mm-hmm. Let low one take your crown. Um, and so we need to hang on and um, you know trust that God will do His work as long as we remain in the vine. And if we remain in the vine through an attitude of prayer and Bible study, and look, the best Bible study I do is to find war text. Okay, huh? yes. War text. Things that I need to claim for myself and my personal thing, and I, I highlight them, I write them down. You can write it on a little card. You can blue tack it in your car. You know, you can look, look at it and just put it into your mind. The, often, the more often you're surrounded by this war text, the better off you'll be. When I first became a Christian, I was a computer programmer, you know, Nick. Mm-hmm. And so I used to bring computer paper home. This is back in the old dot matrix printers that had, you know, there would be like A3 size things, sheets of paper. Yes. And I'd bring this home, and on the back of it, I would write my war text. Right. Promises that I needed to put into my mind. And some of them are still there to this day because of that when I was 24, 25. Oh, great. Putting these war texts there. And I would blue tack it on my wall in my unit, in my bedroom wall, all over the place. Mm-hmm. And I'd have my, I call it the spiritual exercises of St. Mark Wilson. <laughs> well, right. That's great. All right? Not St. Ignatius Loyola, but, you know, <laughs> but I would bring these war texts and I would go into my room and I'd come home from work. And I would do some push-ups and sit-ups, and while I'm doing it, I would look over on the wall to those texts that I'd written out in big print to memorize them. And I'd keep quoting them and doing a bit of you know exercise in my room back then and quoting them until I got them in my head, until I could quote them without looking at them. And they became part of me. And then I would take them down and I'd put some other ones up, mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm. And this is my this was my spiritual tra- and look those that first year or two for me. Put more in my head from the Bible than has done because I probably haven't done the same yes. uh, kind of exercise since. Yes, although it's different. But Ma- Mark, you mentioned a couple of times uh, a word uh, which I like to bring it up uh, uh, right now: baptism. The reason why I'm mentioning this because uh, uh, we need to have also some stepping stones in our uh, journey, in our life, yes. in our spiritual life. You know, you you may consider, that, okay, hey, I'm uh, I'm loving God. You know, I have a good spiritual life, but you may not. Uh, Give yourself to to God, and you mentioned about baptism. Why that was important for you? Look, because I will, because just just I want to our listener also to understand in case if they are into this situation that they don't know what to do next. Why was impo- why important was important for, me, for you? When I had a conviction that God was real, the Bible was true, and I made my decision. Um, the next logical step for me was to be baptized, and uh, the the Bible talks about being baptized as the beginning of your spiritual journey, not the end. Um, but the beginning, the people think, well, I'm not good enough to be baptized. Well, you know, I wasn't good enough either. But um, I, I wanted, I made my decision that I wanted to walk with Christ, to learn from Him, to grow in grace, and you know, all this sort of thing. And the right thing to do that was to be baptized. And baptism is linking yourself up with Christ and with His uh, church body on the earth mm. as well. Wonderful, wonderful. Mark, uh, we are going to take a short break here, but just before I'm uh, taking this short break, I want to acknowledge some of the uh, messages coming through. Uh, And one of them uh, is from uh, Mick, which says spiritual exercise uh, and word text are fine, but humility before a holy God is key. Do you agree with that? Oh, absolutely. The, Amen. The, the yes. Bible says that. Yes. Walk humbly with 
thy God. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Thank you, uh, Mick, for uh, sending us uh, a message. And yeah, keep uh, doing that. And anyone else, you know, if you like to be part of this program, don't hesitate to do that because we want to learn also where you are yeah. spiritually. And we're not really talking about, you know, doing a Rambo and, and running up the, the steps, you know, and holding your hands up. Hey, I'm spiritually fit. I've got it all together. That's not what we're talking. When we're walking humbly with our God, we're listening to his word. He wants us to claim it for ourselves, um, but there is no boasting in any of this because I know that if I'm not in union with Jesus, I'm a goner. Mm. You know, I don't have the strength to overcome anything. Really, I'm an addict. Okay. My father was an alcoholic. You know, he passed on genes you know, that tend towards um, addictions and so forth. So I struggle every day, but I know that I've got to remain humbly in union with Jesus, and only as that is strong, th- so my spiritual life can flourish. Yeah, beautiful. Uh, here's a song uh, for us to listen. Uh, choose life. Uh, we'll be back uh, shortly. Please stay with us. Don't go anywhere. Gives you a choice to make Blessing or cursing Life or death It's in your hands The choice is yours to make So what will you choose today? Therefore choose life That you and your descendants may live Will you love the Lord your God and obey His voice? For God is your life and the length of your days So what will you choose? Will you choose life? for death blessing or cursing the choice is in your hands how will you choose to live and so this day I have a choice to Choose life 
find out download the free faith fm app for your smartphone or tablet to see our full daily schedule of programs and music welcome back you are listening to faith fm drive time big q a with nick rita and our co-host today it's pastor mark wilson we are talking about uh, how do i i grow spiritually mark uh, just before the break uh, we were um, saying how important it is to know the word of god to give, uh, you know, importance to, to the Word of God. And also you mentioned about prayer. It's important, you know, to pray, to connect with God, to be able to allow God to work, uh, work it out uh, with us all, uh, that growth, spiritual growth. Now, what would you like to say um, a bit more, maybe sharing even uh, about prayer, how important is uh, prayer for us all in these days when we are busy, very busy to find time uh, to set aside, uh, to connect with God in prayer and particularly reading the word of God very intentionally. Look, it's both these things are very, very important, I think. Um, again, just to humbly take the Bible. If people don't know where to start, look, read the Gospel of Mark. Mm. You do it in less than half an hour, maybe 16 chapters. Um you can read the Gospels. The Psalms I find very encouraging because David had Psalms of praise and Psalms of sorrow. Yeah. So we can identify with things in there, the book of Proverbs, little nuggets of wisdom, um, you know, and then we can work our way, the stories of Genesis and so forth. But we should do this because we're going to find things in there that will appeal to us personally. And when you read something, it, it's nothing more satisfying to read something that speaks to you directly from the Bible. Um, and that's when I write. I like to write those things down and remember them, even memorize them, because it's like God has spoken to me from that text. Um, so that's very important in our in our spiritual training, so to speak. And prayer also. I'll just recite a little story about prayer. You know, sometimes God says no to our prayers. Sometimes He says yes. You know, and sometimes He says, "Well, not now." You know, but. There was a time when I did make a prayer. It was at a very life and death situation for me. I was uh, about eight, eight, nine years ago. I was over in uh, living in Townsville, mm-hmm. and I was coming across to Alice Springs to run some meetings with the local pastor at Alice Springs. And I was driving. Um, um, uh, I had stopped at the Barclay Homestead. Um, you know, it's about 188 k's from the three ways, and then you go down. Um, the Stewart Highway toward Alice Springs, and I had left the Barclay Homestead. I had a good break there, and as I was driving, uh, it's 130 out there, so I had it on cruise control, you know, about 110 or so, 115. And I kind of, I must have had a micro sleep or something like that, because the next thing I knew, 
the vehicle was going across on the left-hand side, and I had just almost three wheels in the dirt off wow. the bitumen. Okay. And it was sort of sloped away, um, and looking ahead, I thought I saw a culvert, and I thought, if I hit this, this dip up there, I'm a real goner. So I knew I had to get back on the bitumen, and, you know, things happen very quickly like this, and... I tried to veer the vehicle back on the bitumen, but as soon as it sort of grabbed the bitumen, you know, I knew I was going big time into an accident. And uh, oh. all I remember at that moment was screaming out at the top of my lungs, you know, the loudest scream I could possibly make, God help me. Mm. I screamed that out because wow. I knew I was going to have a major accident in that split second, and I just screamed out, God help me. Well, I, I rolled. The car just rolled. I could have been just wiped out, dead and gone right then. It rolled about six times, um, ended up on the opposite side of the road um, facing the other direction. The, um, I was sitting not in the driver's seat but in the back seat on the passenger side, on the left-hand side, mm. and mm. the door was open. And I was sitting there. I was in, you know, obviously in shock. I couldn't see much. I had a big hematoma in my left eye, left eye. Uh, my right eye, there was blood bleeding over the eyebrow, and I, you know, and as I came to, you know, the door was open on the passenger side and I was there and there was blood down the door, so I must have hit that. Everything went flying out of the car. I mean, I had a big battery in the back of the car running a fridge. <laughs> None of it was secured. This thing was flying around as the car rolled. It didn't hit me, thankfully, otherwise I would have been dead. If anyone was in the passenger seat, in the front seat, they would have been dead because the roof caved right in on the passenger side. Right. And I was flung out of my seat to the back seat on the passenger side. And later on, when the pastor went to look at my car and he took, he, I asked him to take photos of it, the seatbelt was still done up in, on the driver's side. And the back of the, the seat was wrenched down um, towards the base of the, the back seat sort of thing. And I had flung out somehow out of the seatbelt over there. And um, next minute, there was a fellow there at the door. Are you all right, mate? Are you all right, mate? All right. And... Um, he asked me, can I move my fingers? Yes. He wanted to see me move my feet, my toes. He, he was checking for spinal injury. Yes. Lo and behold, he was coming the other direction. And uh, he was a, probably, you know, a kilometre or, or so away. And he saw the flash of the roll. Mm -hmm. This guy was a retired paramedic pulling his caravan. Oh. And he found my mattress. I was camping on the way out. So he, he, he found, the, you know, everything flew out of the car. They put me down on this um, camp mattress that I had. He put a neck brace around my neck. He knew I had a head injury. And uh, every 10 minutes, he stayed kneeling by my side for two hours mm. until an ambulance came from Tennant Creek, 200 kilometres away. And every, every, every now and again, he'd ask me to move my fingers and, and feet, checking for any spinal damage and this sort of thing. I told this guy, you're an angel from heaven, you know. And then I said to them, find my camera and take photos of everything. Because I remembered that screaming prayer in the car. Wow. God, help me. And let me tell you, God, help me. You know, I, I didn't have other than a, you know, no broken bones, nothing like this. And uh, I was able to, um, you know, recover fully from that. The next day, I, I was sent down from Tennant Creek on the Royal Flying Doctor Service down to Alice Springs. They were going to give me a head scan. But they said, no, you've had enough. Uh, you're a very lucky boy. Off you go. And the next day, the pastor with his family took me up to the hill overlooking Alice Springs to the Anzac Memorial where it said, lest we forget. Wow. <laughs> and I've never forgotten that incident where God came through in that dire moment and answered that prayer immediately. Now, I remember Daniel having a prayer answered like that, you know. Yes. 
Um, God shut the lion's mouths in answer to prayer in Daniel and the lion's den. God comes through in, in great times. Let's never forget the power of prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, God is listening to us. He loves us to pray. He doesn't matter whether you, you know. You, you say now uh, today here, because our time is almost up, uh, Mark, you say that um, whatever you do, whatever your uh, spiritual life looks like, or, you know, don't forget. God you know, loves us. God loves us. And He'll pray and pray to, to our yes. Lord Jesus Christ and uh, God. Uh, he will, uh, he will and, hear. And these things, you know, they strengthen your spiritual life because I've never forgotten that experience, Nick. So we should, you know, people like journaling or we should remember these blessings of the Lord. Mm. Um, and, of course, coupled with that brings praise and joy into our life. Let's never forget to thank, be thankful and to praise God no matter how we feel. You can't feel grumpy and upset if you're praising God at the same time. And that's another spiritualism. I like to sing in the shower sometimes. And uh, learn some Christian songs or hymns and sing praise. And, you know, so by Bible study and prayer and choosing to praise God in dark times, remembering God's blessings, you know, cultivating an attitude of, of thankfulness, these are disciplines that are going to help us grow. Wonderful. And um, the Lord wants and us. And thank you so much, uh, Pastor Mark uh, Wilson, sharing with us even your personal uh, story. I believe there are many people out there who needed to hear something like that. The, I believe some of our listeners may even send us a message or a text uh, and sharing with us how God uh, answered uh, to their own uh, cry. I know myself, yes. I, uh, I can share that. But yes, look, um, I just want to say this to our listeners, particularly we are here in uh, broadcasting from Adelaide in South Australia on drive time. And as you may know already, we are uh, going into hard lockdown just in a few minutes, actually. But uh, don't worry about this because we are going to be back with you, even if we need to broadcast from our homes, yes. uh, our studios to say so in the home and uh, please uh, uh, come back with us uh, next time when uh, we are going to uh, talk about uh, what are God's instructions for my life. Even go a little bit more, continue what we were um, talking today to see uh, what God wants from us to be fit, to be on the right track spiritually. Because, uh, you know, as you mentioned, Olympics are approaching just in a few days. We are approaching a much better uh, place, heaven. Mm-hmm. And it will come with all sorts of things before that, you know, all challenges. We need to be uh, very well prepared. Uh, Mark, How would you like to pray uh, for us uh, today? Yes, wonderful. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for... You've you've given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness, as we've read in the Bible. Um, Lord, we just pray that you'll help us um, make a choice. A choice which is us, we're freely able to make, to choose to open that wonderful book and to read therein. And may, as we read, may we see a beautiful, loving picture of Jesus. Help us, Lord, to communicate with you because you want to communicate with us. Um, so may we develop a relationship with you in prayer. Mm. May we cultivate the habit of praise and thankfulness. May we never forget the least of the blessings that you provide to us in our life. May we remember them forever because when we go through difficult times, we can, we can have the strength of memory knowing that you were with us and times past, you'll be with us through whatever we come or face in the future. Bless our listeners today, Lord. And as we go through this lock- lockdown, may we even use a little bit of time to open the Bible, mm. to have time with 
God in prayer. May we uh, do that and uh, grow closer to you and stronger because Jesus is living in us. We pray in his name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to us uh, on Faith FM with Nick Rita and uh, Pastor Mark Wilson. Uh, may God richly bless you and uh, we'll hear from you next time. Come, Lord Jesus, be born in me, that I may be reborn in Thee. I'll make a place for You to dwell, come into my